Hello, welcome to my podcast called Raw Surface. My name is Isabel and I am your host. I just wanted to give you all a trigger warning on today's episode because I will be talking about SI, known as suicidal ideation, and attempt suicide. If you are triggered, please engage in self-care. May 1st, 2018. Today, I'm having mixed emotions. This month is Mental Health Awareness Month, and I'm going to share something that I sadly went through. I think it's very important to talk about this. Some people who have mental health issues or have had trauma are currently struggling or have struggled with SI or have tried to attempt. On May 1st, 2018, I tried to end my life. Five years ago today, you all could have lost me, yet I'm still here. Even though I was going through a tremendous amount of pain, a small part of me couldn't do it because I still wanted to live. I was tired and in pain. My eyes had no spark and I felt like I didn't have a purpose and I wanted out. I went through a tremendous amount of trauma and had severe anxiety and depression. I was cyberbullied and slut-shamed constantly, which made my mental health even worse. I had SI more than a hundred times a day, and I was stuck, tired, and drained. I didn't want my, I didn't want to end my life. I just wanted the pain to end, and I thought this was the only way to finally stop my suffering, but it was not. I had to work through it, and at the end of the episode, I will be sharing resources and ways to get help. I'm going to share all of the amazing memories, experiences, and opportunities I would have missed out on if I did commit five years ago today. Some of them are a bit shorter because I did suffer a lot, and I tried to write as many positive things um, that I possibly could, but I was still suffering a lot during this time. In 2018, I'm sorry. (laughs) In 2018, I got to see my little brother graduate from middle school and celebrate his birthday. Along with my mom. In 2019, I found my passion for photography and poetry, which got published in a magazine. I discovered I like sculpting and oil painting. I found out I love being there for others. I created a club called Unity Group where I helped support and got emotional support from other classmates, where we would share stories and create art. I got to spend time with my mom a lot and go on really fun adventures with her. In 2020, I turned 18 and I received my high school diploma. I decided I wanted to be happy and turn my life around. I found out that I'm interested in psychology and I began working on my sobriety and I became sober. I got a beautiful dog who greets me every single morning and gives me so much love. In 2021, I gained self-respect and self-worth. I began to care about my safety and my will to live. My need for wanting to become healthy and happy. <laughs> I stopped having a I stopped having SI and I decided I wanted to publicly share my story and spread awareness about mental health and sobriety. 
I became a hundred days sober and celebrated that day with my mom and my brother. That same year? <laughs> oh my... <laughs> that same year, I became one year sober and celebrated it with family and friends. I found out my mom is writing her own book. <laughs> and I'm really excited when she's going to publish it. And I hope when she does that you guys read it too, because she's been working really hard on it. I realized how grateful and thankful I was to have the most supportive and caring family who believes in me, wants me to thrive and supports me. In 2022, I got to see my brother graduate from high school. <laughs> and I became 500 days sober. <laughs> this is so painful. <laughs> I don't wish this on anybody. Please, if you're struggling, please get help. <laughs> because it's really hard. It's hard to remember the past and the things that have happened to you. <laughs> I grew closer with my family members and I went on several trips with them. And I created beautiful and fun memories. I was a guest speaker on a TV talk show called The Balancing Act and was given the opportunity by the Wellness Center to share the importance of mental health. And I went to Chicago for my best friend's birthday. In 2023, which is now, I just turned 21. I reached the five. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I reached the five-year mark that I created in 2018 at the age of 15. Oh my god. I was so young. I was so little. I didn't see myself living past 21, but here I am stronger and healthier than ever. Now I'm now two years sober and I got to celebrate it with my loved ones. I'm now two years and five months sober. I started my own podcast and I share my story with the world. I decided to become celibate in order to focus on myself and have self-love. I am now one year and five months celibate. I have finally gained self-love, self-respect, self-worth, and self-empowerment. I am now motivated. I have a routine I applied and got accepted into college. I have healthy friends. I have created and set healthy boundaries with myself and others. I love being alive. I love waking up in the morning, knowing it's a new day and that it's full of opportunities. I wanted to share this with you all because I want you to know that it does get better. It really, really does. If you're experiencing or have SI, please reach out to someone, whether it's a friend, a family member, a teacher, a therapist, or a counselor. Just ask for help or support. It's never too late to get the support and help you need in order to become stable and healthy. The bravest thing anyone can do is ask for help. There are several resources and ways you can get help. If you notice the SI is getting worse, then you may need some professional help. 
Here are six ways you can get help. I have received treatment and gotten help by all of these six resources. I think it's important to get a therapist right away because it can save you from having to go through all of these six resources because each one becomes more intense. I will be explaining what each one means and the support you will be receiving. 1. A therapist. There are different types of therapy, individual therapy, group therapy, family therapy, art therapy, and more. If the therapist thinks you should be on medication, they recommend you to get a psychiatrist. 2. A psychiatrist. A psychiatrist gives a diagnosis and prescribes medication along with monitoring the medicine to make sure it's the right amount. If you are against medicine or don't feel comfortable taking it, that's okay, you don't have to, but personally, it helped me become more stable. When finding a therapist or a psychiatrist, I recommend talking to a loved one or looking into it yourself. You can talk to your doctor and let them know you are struggling and would like extra support and help. If you do, make sure to ask them for a referral. You can also look up Psychology Today to find a therapist you think will best support you. Finding the right therapist or psychiatrist can be difficult. It's important to find a good match so you'll feel comfortable, which is why Psychology Today is a very, very helpful website. Therapy is usually triggering after a session, which is why healthy coping skills are important. 3. Outpatient Treatment this is known as IOP. IOP supports people with eating disorders, mental illnesses, addiction, and more. It supports those who need more than individual therapy and are now struggling with most day-to-day -day tasks. You will have to do assessments and screenings for the first time. You would visit the IOP two to three times a week for anywhere between six to 30 hours a week. You would be in an IOP treatment for about 30 to 90 days. You would have individual therapy once a week and different types of group therapies a day. Four is partial hospitalization program, known as PHP. It is a higher level of care than IOP. Assessments and screenings will be repeated. PHP would be Monday through Friday, about six hours a day. The whole program would be anywhere from two to four weeks. You would be given breakfast and lunch. You would attend all groups and individual therapy sessions. You will also be given a nutritionist and a psychiatrist. 5. Residential Treatment Center, which is an in-care facility, a 24-hour care for youths and adults. You can be there anywhere from 28 to 6 months or more. You will live at the facility with others who also need help and support. You would eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You will have individual therapy, family therapy, and different types of group therapy. And number six, the psychiatric hospital, known as the mental hospital. Hospitalization is for those who are severely depressed, have suicidal ideation, suicidal behaviors, or who have tried to commit. You'd be in a 24-hour care facility. You are put on a 72-hour hold, and you can stay there anywhere from two days to three weeks or more. It is designed as a safe environment.
These are six of the resources I'm sharing with you. There are several more which you can look into, but I really hope this helps. If anybody who's listening to this is struggling with SI, I just want to let you know that there are people around you who really care and love you, and that someone out there is going through a similar thing just like you. So I want you to know that you are not alone, even though it may feel like it. But I really, really want you to know this and really listen. You are important. You are here for a reason. You are strong. You are precious and you deserve happiness. You deserve love and you deserve to live. On my first episode, I shared that buying a journal would be helpful in order to process and be in tune with your emotions. If you did decide to buy a journal and do the writing, please let me know if it helped. You can follow my Instagram. It's at rawsurface underscore podcast. At the end of the day, I am only human and so are you. Let's all support each other. You got this. Thank you all for listening and supporting me. This was kind of a tough episode, but I just wanted to remind you all that you are loved and a precious human being. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you on my next episode. Bye-bye.
On my first episode, I shared that buying a journal would be helpful in order to process and be in tune with your emotions. If you did decide to buy a journal and do the writing, please let me know if it helped. You can follow my Instagram. It's at rawsurface underscore podcast.